Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hola mi gente, welcome back to Cafecito con Estrellita, and I hope you're doing well this week. Alright mi gente, so we're just going to go ahead and dive into it on what facts I have for you today. Now mi gente, I know usually I'll have the facts based more on the educational spectrum or maybe something that I've read on the news, found on LinkedIn, etc. However, I have been asked a lot actually about what kind of platforms I use in order to help me create the graphics for my podcast, to do my recordings and whatnot. And I promise me, gente, this is not an ad. These are literally and genuinely all the platforms that I do use in order to just help create the graphics content that I like to have for this podcast. So number one, the most popular one that I do use is Canva. And I know many of us do know Canva. It's It really just gets the job done and helps everything look as cute and as put together as it can. However, although I do use Canva and I actually have used it a lot more in the past, I find myself using Adobe Spark way more. And I'm honestly in love with it. Like a majority of my content, like if I had to put a percentage, I would say about 90% of my content all was created on my Adobe Spark platform. Now, how did I even start using Adobe Spark? It actually started during my first semester in my grad program. I was taking an educational technology course and literally... It was like perfect timing if you really think about it. In that class, I was exposed to being able to make websites, exposed to different platforms such as Adobe Spark. Um, I'm trying to remember the other ones, but I just, I can't at the top of my head. But if I ever do, I'll definitely bring it up on an episode. Anyways, so I played around with it. I was getting graded to pretty much teach myself how to make content in the educational spectrum. And then once I finished those courses for that first semester, I just kept those skills when needed. And I used it for the website I have right now, as well as once again, when I create the graphics or quotes for the podcast. And it's just it's been so helpful. Next, I actually also use this application that I did download. I did have to pay $35 a month. Also, sidetrack, I guess I would say taking a few steps back. I also do have the pay, like the version that I have to pay every month for Adobe Spark because while I was using it for class, I didn't have to pay anything. But since it's been a couple months since I took that specific course, I'm now having to pay the monthly feed. Fee. My bad, mi gente. Now, the next platform, like I said, is called Videoproc, and I've just been playing around a little bit with it. I've used it to record like a couple videos that I do have uploaded on the Instagram and on my YouTube channel. I kind of hesitate when I say YouTube channel because... Mi gente, when, you're, when you have a platform, a social media platform, even if it's a podcast, a YouTube, a blog, whatever it may be, it honestly takes a lot of time. And as much as I would love to dab into different um, 
areas for my content, such as YouTube, dab way more with LinkedIn. Mi gente, let me just tell you, I've been so busy. I've actually been spending less time on LinkedIn. And if you've been with me since season one, you know LinkedIn is pretty much my ride or die. So I've been kind of lagging on my LinkedIn content usage usage also facebook i have a facebook page for the podcast however i just i have been having a tough time just sitting down and really continuing to make it because mi gente like the podcast has these different platforms like i just mentioned but it just takes a lot of time to keep it all updated which is why a lot of my focus does stay on instagram and apparently on pinterest too and my website. I definitely do keep my website updated every week. If it's not a new blog post that my older sister writes, it's definitely just episodes that I upload and whatnot. Now, going back to video proc, it's a it's something that I did download and I actually when I make the video, it's able to have my cafecito con estrellita logo, you know the little coffee cup with the concha. I keep it right there and it's just something fun to play with. And I only had to pay $35 for a one-time fee, so that's been super helpful. Now, I also do use another platform is um GarageBand, which is what I'm using right now in order to record the episodes because I'm able to use like different different vocal tones such as narration, a fuzz vocal, a neutral vocal. For me personally, I stick to the narration tone because it's super helpful. And I'm trying to think of any other platforms that I use at the top of my head. Like I say, I kind of dab in a lot of different ones because I just like to learn. I like to just like play with it. However, going back to the fact that I do have university exams I'm currently taking, aka also preparing to take, and my nine to five, as well as just my side hustle with a job I have at my local diner, a lot goes on. So hopefully, as long as I continue to get all of your support, me first gen gente, I'll be able to maybe one day hire a virtual assistant to help me just continue building up all the different platforms for the podcast platforms, which once again is like YouTube, my Facebook page, keep my Pinterest, I guess, more active and just whatnot. Now, also fun fact though, the reason why I say Pinterest a little more active is because thankfully with all the quotes I do make for the IG, I'm actually able to convert it into a a pin for Pinterest real quick. So that definitely helps. All right, mi gente, before we even continue on with the rest of this episode, we're going to take a quick break. I do hope you enjoyed this little like segment on like, oh, what facts, aka what does Estrellita use in order to like keep her podcast alive, living? And well, I pretty much gave you a preview and if you ever have any more questions, just shoot me a DM. But I really just wanted to make a segment for this episode speaking about like the different types of places I like to, you know, try out in order to help elevate this podcast. All right, now we're back, everyone. So something I really want to touch on for this episode is, once again, just more feedback, more comments on the recent content I've been making. So, mi gente, with my sisters and my family, 
Lately, I find myself just saying little, I guess, jokes or sayings or realizations such as, I remember I told my older sister the other day, dang, Alma, if I had a boo thing, I don't think I would have been able to put as much time as I do in creating content for the podcast on Instagram, the podcast platforms itself, and just the research I do behind it. And that's like excluding as I mentioned earlier in this episode, using Facebook, LinkedIn. Ooh, trust me, mi gente. If I was just, if I was not a student, I'd probably, I'd probably have my podcast more active on other platforms as well. But I can't leave the grad life, you know. Like it's a part of me, and the grad life is what motivates me to just keep making content because ah, uh, I just love higher education so much. Even though sometimes it does irk me. Anyways, mi gente, so I had, I, I tell my sisters comments like that where I'm like, ah, or just, or sometimes when people ask me, especially like my friends that I have here in the Stanislaus County where I'm currently living in, they'll ask me, oh, Estrella, how, how do you have time to do your podcast, be, you know, consistent with your school load as well as your nine to five and still do your shifts at the diner. And I tell them how it is. Honestly, Miente, I'm living like six, seven hours away from my hometown because I'm originally from Orange County. However, I found myself up here for not only grad school, but many other, many other personal things that just happened in my family. Maybe I'll talk about one day in more detail. I'm not sure if that'll even be an episode. We'll see as the time goes, Miente. Anyways, so I moved up here, and even though I do have some family up here, you know, everyone, they just get busy with their lives, they they do their thing. And, well, for me, if it wasn't for my younger sister eventually finding herself up here with me as she's taking her online classes for her community college due to the whole pandemic and whatnot, so I'm very blessed to have her up here, I did and do happen to spend a lot of time alone. So when you don't have, like I've explained to others, your childhood friends or super long-term friends, or you don't have like, you know, tu amor with you, or you don't have your your siblings with you, because even though I do have um, Karina, her and I, we're, we're also very like school-oriented. So like, we'll joke around, we'll mess around, like, you know, do our sisterly activities, shopping, etc. However, when we get down to it, doing our work stuff for school or going and doing our shifts at work, we like, we know how to like level down and just not get too distracted versus if we were back home in the Orange County area and living in our house that's filled with like eight people because I have, I have a lot of siblings, then um, it would be harder to focus. So, because it's really just me and Karina but I'm going to say more just me. I just, I have more time to do these things because so many things take time, mi gente. So many things take energy if you really think about it. Like, for example, the time that I used to spend when I would sometimes find myself scrolling on dating apps or when I would start to think about when I used to spend time in with my past person in my past relationships, let's say I was doing that like for like a couple hours a day, those couple hours a day without a significant other, 
can turn into a couple of hours that you'll put with your podcast if you have a podcast on top of like your school and whatnot because I mean during my entire undergrad experience I I I was in a relationship however I was at the best of my ability pretty multifaceted in the sense where I kept a relationship while being a full-time undergrad student working doing research all that jazz and it went pretty well for a while However, since it's just been really just me for a while, I really kind of, I don't want to say that I have my time management 100% together, but it's definitely at a different wavelength than it was over a year ago, where it's just the time that I would spend like texting a significant other or trying to get to know another person romantically or whatnot. I just, I I fill that time in with like, self-growth, you know, a lot of self-reflection. And when I do things like that, just like really like narrow down and just try to understand me, really just work on me, find my confidence, find my self-love. When I do that, I then feel good about myself. I feel empowered. I feel motivated because I'm taking the time to know me, to work on me, to elevate me. And when feeling like that, I then can implement it and put it in my work that I do in the podcast, if that makes sense, as well as in my studies and I would like to say my work ethic too with my nine to five and whatnot. And it's just, it's so interesting, Mijente, because with all the self-reflection and just self-love and just healing, truly, truly healing that I've been doing for a really long time now, or what feels like a long time. I feel like I I truly understand what works for me and how I'm still able to meet my workaholic tendencies but still give myself the self-care I really need because trust me, I've definitely experienced the burnout. And I guess where I'm also trying to find myself with this too is that if you're a muhead that's just trying to learn how to truly love and genuinely love herself while still like working hard and whatnot, I strongly encourage you to just keep doing what you can to give yourself the love you really need, mijente, because if you don't if you don't take the time to just work on you, see what you like, see what you need, take yourself on dates, self-reflect, journal, do what you need to do in school, especially if you're a grad student, undergrad student, then when your time does come, when you meet somebody, it's going to feel a little harder to understand what you really need for you and your happiness and whatnot. Because, I mean, let's be real, Mijente, if we don't, if we don't know what we really want, if we don't really fully understand ourselves, then how can we, you know, expect and you know, want someone else, especially a significant other, to know what we want if we don't know what we want ourselves. And I just realized this is turning into like a little like, you know, side conversation, but I was just trying to focus on the content that I've been working on, but it's kind of, it kind of does really relate back to it. So with everything that I upload on Instagram, specifically the quotes I've been making myself, and then of course with the help of my intern, Karina, um, <laughs> with my quotes, I I find a way where 
And it just comes so naturally to me. And I really think it sends back to just the experiences I've had as a woman in her mid-20s going through higher education. I just, I find myself just thinking of the most like wittiest things. And I'll read a couple of them to you right now. And if, if you made it this far to the episode, I would love to read a review from you about one of these quotes that I've been like working on or have worked on. So the recent one that I actually uploaded goes like this. Miha, let's use our FBI skills to research what we need for our future graduate programs instead of using the vanavato who won't text back. <laughs> and then the next one that I'm actually kind of I'm kind of proud of. So I had to make like a little slideshow of it. Miha, keep your standards as high as these impacted majors. We have four-year universities asking you to complete a physics class for a psychology degree. So you can set those high standards for yourself. Eres una reina y mereces lo mejor. So I've really... I really like to just find a way. And like I said, it, it doesn't take that long. Like I'll literally just be driving to work or maybe in the middle of like a self-care routine and like, you know, with either washing my face, taking a shower, just things like that. And then boom, it just pops into my head. But I either write it in my notes so I don't forget or I'll literally text it to my intern to make sure that, you know, I keep it saved somewhere. So when I'm in front of my laptop, on my Adobe Spark account, I'm able to just like write down the quote and then just play with the graphics a little bit to have like a cute design ready for IG. Now, I definitely kind of really want to talk about the quote I just uploaded a few hours ago. And I, it was the one I just read about the FBI skills, graduate programs and whatnot. Now, this one completely dawned to me because as I said, right now, this semester, I've been spending it studying for university exams. Now, I'm really going to just dissect on that a little more. So right now, I'm spending these next few semesters working on getting my single subject credential, like teaching credential done and then once I finish the teaching credential, I should be able to transition into the Masters of Education. So I'm really trying and making sure I get everything I need to get done credential-wise as well as master's degree-wise here at my Cal State I'm at now. And then I'll see which doctorate program I do apply for as when I get there, my doctorate program for education. And with the exams... I'm studying for right now, they're known as the CSETs. So when you're doing a credential program, you're usually either are picking between the multiple subject credential program or a single subject credential program. I'm going the single subject credential route just because, well, for me, it's something I want to do in the area where I'll be teaching Spanish for a little while. And with that being said, I need to get these exams done called the CSETs. Now, to get into a program for a credential, you need to first take the CBEST. Now, the CBEST is a three-part exam. It takes about four hours, and it's the 
reading, math, and writing. And it's focused on K through 12 level type material. And, but don't get me wrong, Mijenta, just because it's K through 12 level material does not mean it's easy. No, you need to put in the time to properly study and prepare for the CBEST because believe it or not, a lot of people do not pass their CBEST exams the first time around because when they hear, oh, it's only material from K through 12 education, so I don't have to study that hard. Not true. So if you do plan taking the CBEST sometime in the near future or soon, please do your best to study for it properly the best way you can. If you ever need tips on that, go ahead and let me know and I'll do my best to make another podcast episode really specifying more on that. Now we hint it. After you complete the CBEST and then do the whole application process, your personal statement, get your letters of rec, whatnot, you most likely are going to get into program. It just depends which institution you're looking for to apply to. Anyways, we hit this. So I got my bachelor's degree at a UC, as many of you I'm sure are aware of because I mentioned it so many times. And if not, well, now you know. And because I did that, Obviously, I I never in a million years saw myself, you know, pursuing a degree in education. I always thought that I would get my PhD in psychology, but then, you know, my route changed and whatnot. But because I didn't know I'd be interested in getting my credential, and here I am now, um, even though the CBEST pretty much... I. I'm taking, I got that taken care of. Um, I had to take and have to take the CSETs exams. Now, the CSET exam for the Spanish section, and I'm still researching more of it as we speak to really make sure I understand how I'm supposed to be taking it. There's three different exams, not three, not three different parts that you take in one. I'm talking about three different CSET exams that you take at three different times. And they're actually known to be pretty difficult, which is why it's highly recommended that you get them done before you graduate with your teaching credential. Because there are some programs that as long as you have your CBEST done, you can get in as long as you have the other requirements and everything works out. However, you must have your CSETs done before you even do your student teaching, graduate, all that, all that hot stuff. And well, where I'm getting with this is, let's say you go straight to a Cal State right after you transfer from your CC or right after high school, and you have a pretty strong idea you're going to be a teacher. So you get your degree in like liberal arts or anything that can provide you classes that will be a waiver for the CSET exams you pretty much avoid the CSET exam requirement because you get it done. But because I got my degree at a UC because I I never thought I would find myself wanting to be a teacher for a little while, um, that didn't work out. So now I have these exams I need to get out of the way. And if I would have done my research more in advance, and that's that I would like to say that I'm pretty pretty research savvy. I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but I definitely would like to say I do a pretty good job at just making sure that I understand what needs to get done for certain degrees, certain majors, to my interests, whatnot. But these CSETs exam totally got me by surprise. And if I would have known 
that I was going to find myself as a K through 12 teacher for a little while, I would have gotten my degree at a Cal State to then take classes that would wave out the CSETs. Now, does that mean I can't be a teacher? No, that does not mean that. It just means that instead of getting things wavered out, I would just have to take the exams and whatnot. It kind of goes back to something I've mentioned in the past in other episodes. If you're someone who is not focusing in the STEAM area like engineering, technology, math, whatever it may be in that area, if you're not focusing in that in your undergrad degree, then you have a high chance of still being able to get into grad school or get a good nine to five job with any bachelor degree that gets your interest. Like I've mentioned in the past, I have a couple of friends that they got their BAs in sociology, psychology, engineering, and a couple of them are actually in occupational I can't speak. I'm just going to say the abbreviation, um, OT, Occupational Therapy School. I have another friend that got their bachelor's degree in religious studies, but still took their pre-med course, pre-rec courses, and are now in medical school. And the same with my other friend who's in occupational therapy school right now. She got her BA in sociology, but still took the pre-recs needed that she researched on as well to make sure she would get into her desired school after graduation. So... I still am a strong believer that as long as you work hard, you study for what catches your interest, you can still make it into programs or nine to five jobs with bachelor's degrees. Like if you get in psychology, you could still get a job in marketing. It's just things like that. You just have to put in the work. And well, I'm still in grad school in the education field. I just have to like, you know, put in the work, take these exams that I'm just like, ah, but I still would not have changed it any other way because the way my path is brought me to where I'm at. Now, the moral of me giving you this little cheese of my life and how my semester's going right now until I get back into classes again for the spring, um, when I originally wrote the quote that I said I created, what is we should use our FBI skills to research for our grad programs. Even though it was meant to be funny, there is literally some truth to that. Mi gente, there are so many different grad schools. And I'm not just talking about the grad schools at the Cal States or UCs. There are so many like online or if you go to another state or any privates that are here in California, you just there's a diverse amount. And just make sure, of course, that it's an accredited university. But because there are so many, a lot of these schools will most likely have different prerequisitions that is required from a student to finish during their time in their undergrad before they even get into grad school, which is why I know many, many mujeres were very good at when we need to find out something about a specific ex or a specific friend or specific family members, whoever it may be, you know, our topics of interest, we whoop out our FBI skills. And I know I definitely did this more in high school, not so much as I kept going through school. Sometimes I did, but nothing too crazy. Definitely more in high school because I just had more time as a teenager, um, I would I would find anything about whoever I wanted to know about. And in doing so, and while I was reflecting back 
and thinking of all the things that I'm like, dang it, if only I knew I could have gotten rid of the CSET during undergrad, if I would have taken CSET related courses that can get them waived, I could have avoided them. But I didn't do my research ahead of time. But then again, I didn't know I was would be interested in getting a degree in education at that graduate school level. But I was like, dang it. Because, mi gente, when you research the prereqs that is required for a grad program and you research the faculty for that grad pro- program, you research what kind of funding is provided, and then you go ahead and research the housing opportunities, you research what you can do with that graduate degree, with, I mean, with job-wise or not, it's a lot of time. Mi gente, I honestly myself... As when I was first applying into program at my Cal State I'm at now, it took me about a good two days to research everything I wanted to know. And that's that I went in really in depth because I wanted to make sure that like, okay, I have to, I really can't get out of this way. I have to take these exams. Da, 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 da. I still even went out of my way to go into person, which by the way was way before COVID. So I went out of my way to go into person, go to the education department, and still have a one-on-one meeting with a couple of advisors in my program, just so they can really specify and clarify all the research that I did for the program I'm in now to make sure I wasn't missing anything and I have everything put together. And with all that time I spent I know there are so many individuals that use their FBI skills research-wise and things that maybe won't be the most beneficial for them in regards to helping them grow as a as a person for not only themselves, but you know, also for their career and whatnot. So that's why I know a lot of us, me first gen gente, have those FBI skills. So I really am advocating for the fact that we use those FBI skills in order to research what we want and need for ourselves. And, you know, it doesn't even have to be grad school related. It could be something in the sense where, let's say you're still in your undergrad, so then you put in all those FBI skills when you're trying to find a good nine-to-five job right after graduation or how to have, like, the best resume or update your LinkedIn the best way possible so you can get corporate jobs in areas like, let's say you want to go to Too Faced or work for Pepsi and whatnot. You could just put in that research, find those things. And it's just so interesting what we can do with our time, mi gente, as long as we we shift it in a direction that will just help us for us. Because at the end of the day, mi gente, if we don't help ourselves for ourselves, how are we supposed to help others? And that's something I really had to come to terms with for myself a while back where I'm like, I've always loved to help people, especially first-generation individuals, students, and although I love it, I knew after so many things I had gone through, con tantas golpes en la vida, I had to just really help and tune in with myself. And once doing that, I now feel more empowered than ever to keep the really unusual schedule I have with my life in regards to balancing everything I need to do with my exams, work, podcasting, whatnot. And it's so funny, mi gente, because if I could explain it to anybody, how else 
to really help people like kind of have a better understanding of how I really view my podcast, I would explain it in the sense of like, it's literally my baby. Like, I know there are a lot of mothers out there, even first-generation college students who are mothers, that they'll wake up really early before their classes or before going to work to make sh- make sure that they get the kids ready, they, c- they give them breakfast, they give themselves breakfasts, whatnot. Mi gente, I do the same thing, but for this podcast, I'll wake up really early when I know it's uploading day. I'll make some final edits for my intro because I always re-record my intros for interview episodes, sometimes for solo episodes. It just depends. And then after doing that, it goes upload. But I I treat this podcast like my baby too. It's my self-care. It's my baby. It's, It's kind of my everything right now that if I didn't have the podcast, I probably would have been putting it into if I had a significant other a baby, a pet, just things like that. But because it's literally just me and, again, my amazing little sister who's up here with me, but she, we're both pretty school-oriented, that's why I can go back and really say it's just really me. That's how I'm able to just focus on what I got to get done for myself, if that makes sense. And then I know everything else will kind of just come the way it's supposed to be. But don't get me wrong, Mijenta, that doesn't necessarily mean that I don't believe in hard work because although I do believe in the saying that what will be for you will be for you and what isn't won't, I do believe in that. However, I also believe in the actions that an individual makes in order to help them get to that point where it's like, oh, this was meant for me because of the type of work I put into whatever it may be. I hope that definitely makes sense, mi gente. All right, so we're going to start ending off this episode. But as always, we cannot end this episode without a quote of the day. Because let's be real, our quotes are definitely what keep us motivated. Now, mi gente, I know I gave you guys a little quotes, like the ones that I, I pretty much created. However... This one is from the famous, well-known Hija de Tu Madre 2021 planner, which, by the way, if you had not checked out, I highly recommend that you do at hijadetumadre.com. Anyways, the quote of the day from, once again, the amazing 2021 planner is, we have to be visible. We should not be ashamed of who we are. Sylvia Rivera. All right, mi gente, so go ahead and let that sink in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned something. And just remember that it's important to put in the time for you to continue growing to be the best person for you, not just academically, but also just for yourself. Because life is so short, but yet so long. So you want to make the most of it, especially as a grad student, too just because you have so many things just going on in your life. So you just view and, you know, you you have a different life perspective than most of the time than other individuals who aren't following the grad school route and whatnot. All right, mi gente, I'll talk to you soon. Have a good night.